got nothing coming in. It looks like I got. You're a light boy. I am. And it. Okay, there we go. There yeah. it is. Don't you worry. I got you. Don't worry, Sethy. <laughs> Don't worry. <clears throat> I'm sad how short this is going to be. I'm not. Hmm. It's the holidays. We got a lot of shit. We got to. Th- we got to go over what holiday song Holy we're days. Do this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Why not? Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? A little perplexed. A little perplexed. A little bit. A little bit. Is that your rap name, a little perplexed? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be today. Okay. Um, yeah, trying to figure out exactly what the hell's going on and what we're going to talk about. But, you know, <clears throat> hey, it's what we're here for. How's your week, Mark? Uh, my week is pretty well. Um, you had your. We, we are recording on Friday, the day Black Friday. Mm-hmm. We are recording on Black Friday. There was a day. There was a time when this day was my most feared, most hated day. Um, working in the service industry, I forgot it was Black Friday like all day today. That's that's amazing. <laughs> good amazing. for you, man. Good Thank for you. you. Yeah, definitely feel very good about it. How was your week? Uh, it was good. I had uh, I had a glorious day off. I cooked myself at home. Made a bunch of, uh, what do you call them, Thanksgiving adjacent foods, the stuffings, the potatoes, the mm-hmm. the green bean casserole. The I, I, I like to go ham, even though you know we have a turkey from Amelia winning the turkey trot, but uh, I'm going to hold off on the turkey until Christmas. I went ham. I went full on ham yesterday. You did ham. Yes, and, and I enjoyed that, and then I sat back and watched soccer and football for the rest of the day, and it was glorious. Football and football. It was fantastic, man. Good. I just... Got to chill out at home. I went outside for a few minutes, just sat there, drank a cup of tea, just staring at the sky. It was a nice, nice, slow day. Beautiful. Yeah. I, too, liked watching football except for the Patriots losing to the Vikings. I'm so sorry. I did not like to see that, though see, it was a very good game. Regress even further, man. Well, I'm so I mean, sorry. They, they looked good. There is plenty to like about what I saw, but still, a loss is a loss. A loss is a loss, and it's just not, it just, I mean, let's be honest. It's not, it's not the Patriots with Tom Brady. Anymore. No. It's definitely not. Well, yeah, there's growing pains and they are expected. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, But we're not here to talk about Thanksgiving. We're not here to talk about turkey trots. Oh, yeah. Both races. Oh, yeah. And (coughs) can we take just a second? Sure. I mean, really, just 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 for the benefit of of dad here for a second. Mm -hmm. My daughter came to me six years ago after she lost her first turkey trot as a kindergartner and watched the other little girl who won. And she said, Dad, do you think think that little girl practices? I said, Honey, seeing as both of her parents are personal trainers, yes, she probably does. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, Do you think if I practiced like that little girl, I I could be fast and I could win races? And that was when I didn't say a word. I just reached for my phone and I went to August 1st in the next year's calendar year. And I said, and I put a marker on that day, start training for the turkey trot next year. And we did that. And the next year, in her first year, she won. And the next year, she won even more. And the third year, she won. This was, by this time, we're going into COVID years, and I can't be there to watch. But she won resoundingly. And every year, this was against the girls. 
and uh, and you know usually one or two boys would beat her. The last two years, one boy beat her in the turkey trot race at her school where she goes. And this year, we really practiced hard and very proud to say that my child blew every kid out of the water, boys and girls. God because, damn. Yeah, because I, I told her, I said, if you work hard at something, you can be a very accomplished and very good at it. And that's our big thing is running the turkey trot at elementary school. This was her fifth grade year. It was the last one. It's the last one I'm going to get to see. I'm very sad about that because I don't really think that they do it in uh, middle schools. So, But she also ran the turkey trot um, yesterday. She ran it as a 10-year-old uh, with a chip time of 22 minutes and 36 seconds. That is a 7-17 pace. She came in second out of 46 girls, 10 to 12 years old. And the girl that she lost to, she was right behind. I was right there with her, and that girl was 12. She's 10. And uh, unfortunately, she's not going to, you know, I mean, she'll be competing against her right. next year, but we've already got her in our sights for next year. And um, out of all the women, which over 1,100 women signed up for the place, she came in 19th overall. And so you saying you've got her in your sights? Yeah. Sounds very Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> so we just want to make sure that we're clear here. We do not mean that we're going to club her knee. We mean... We do mean that we that Amelia is going to fight her in the Taco Bell parking lot uh, a couple of days before rendering She's her... She's going to say, yeah. you taught her to say, here's your fourth meal, bitch. Here's a, here's a knuckle taco. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, she's... That's, that's very impressive. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yes. yes. The child, the child has worked hard. The child is talented. It is. I, I used to say three years ago, I said this, to everybody. I hope that you get to watch your child dominate at something and, and get to feel the level of pride that I do when I watch this child run. When my family watches her run, she's very, very good at what she does. And uh, it is a it is a joy of my life to watch her run and go out there and do as well as she does. Uh, and beat grown men and women at, uh, as, at, at 10 years old. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful feeling. But Mark, yes. we've taken that time. Thank you, for every, thank you, listeners, for indulging me. Thank you, Mark, for indulging me. Of course. But what we're here for is to talk about something. We're not here asking, Amelia, are you okay? <laughs> She's fine. Good. Yes. We're not here asking, Seth, are you okay, even though you have quite a cough still. I still have And I am very, I'm starting to get very concerned. Uh, you should, you're, it'll, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Get those lungs checked I've out. I've been checked out. I have. Uh, we are here to talk about the Michael Jackson song, Smooth Criminal. Marky, are you okay? Are you okay, Marky? I'm just going to spend half of this song <laughs> asking a question, <laughs> and then another quarter of it asking the same question flipped. Oh, it's because um, why not? Which is essentially what the song is. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you know about my, uh, uh, Smooth Criminal, Mark? Well, um, well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I know that it was uh, the seventh single. Seventh. The seventh single released from the album Bad. Wow. Which was released in 1987. Um, I mean, that's it. That's right. Smooth Criminal, which you undoubtedly know extremely well, um, was the seventh single um, released from this album. Yeah. If you were an American and you were over the age of 30 
you've heard these lines and these words ad nauseum. You know them. You also know just about every other song that was released on this record. It was, I think this was, was Bad the last record uh, that was covered, that was uh, produced by Quincy Jones? Was it? Was Dangerous? I, I think it is. Okay. I don't, I don't know if Dangerous, I don't know who produced Dangerous, to be honest with okay. you. Um, but I know Quincy did this one. This album, Bad, um, had six ching- singles. Chingles. <laughs> six singles <laughs> that charted in the top ten. Um, Thriller had seven. Wow. Um, another part of me charted at number 11. Uh, a, at the time, record-breaking five number ones. I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, and Dirty Diana. Not Leave Me Alone? That that didn't chart, you don't think? It did not. Okay. Uh, not that had not the, in the top ten. That had the crazy video, right? The one that was yes. kind of like Sledgehammer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Man in the Mirror was also on here and Smooth Criminal. Mm. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, you would have fucking... thought he was coming back with the number of freaking hits that this guy produced in the 1980s. Just ridiculous. It's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It is. Um, so this song, the album was released in 1987. This song was released in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I loved this song as a kid, and to be if we're if we're if this is honest hour if we're just talking here, I still love this fucking song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The lyrics, however, are a little confusing, and also learned some very very interesting stuff. I was thinking today on my way here that this this podcast is almost like we read some lyrics and without doing any research. We just kind of like throw the name in the ring and then it's kind of a crapshoot on whether or not we're going to just realize that, yes, they're bad lyrics Mm -hmm. and make fun of them a lot Uh or wow, there's actually some interesting knowledge like the last one. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, or some combination of both. Like maybe, maybe some of the lines are interesting and there's some interesting stuff in here. Uh, but we're also going to make fun of them a lot. And I think this one is going to follow kind of in that. I think this is going uh, to be that 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 vein. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I usually ask you, what's your relationship with this song? I'm going to guess that we probably have a very similar relationship with, which is if you were alive in the 1980s, when Michael Jackson put something out, you lapped it up like fucking milk in a saucer. You'd be correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this song um, was featured in the 1988 film Moonwalker. Um, We will talk at length about the music video. Um, We will talk about the lyrics. Um, Mark, I... I came into this kind of shocked that we haven't done a Michael Jackson song yet. That's the big thing. And I knew that we have to take the time to go over... You're, I mean, you're just saying that, you know, if you grew up at the same time that we did, you lapped this up. You have to have a personal anecdote involving Michael Jackson in the early days. Mine was, I, 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 there, we have a local podcast here called Three Song Stories, and one of the stories that I chose, one of the songs that I chose was for um, <clears throat> the first song on Thriller, um, which is slipping my mind at the moment, um, but... Um, Mr. Really made a yeah, no it, it no it did leave an impression because I do remember being a little kid 
And my father, this was like the first thing that I heard that wasn't gospel music. It came out in 82. My dad, who was a production freak who loved Quincy Jones, ran into the 7-Eleven. Uh, I mean, not 7-Eleven, but the Kmart in Arcadia, Florida that year. We were driving a green Datsun that he owned forever. He, I waited in the car. It was a different time back then. Mm-hmm. I was only uh, seven years old. Uh, he ran into the into the building, came back out, and brought this tape out with him. And it was Thriller. And he put it in the car and said, "Want to be said, starting something? Want to be starting something? Exactly." And he, I, I, he put it in the in the tape player, and I said, "What is this?" And there was a black guy on the cover, and I was completely in shock because we didn't listen to music like that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he said, "He's Michael Jackson." I said, "Who is Michael Jackson?" And my dad said, "He's bad." And I said, <laughs> "If he's bad, then why are we listening to him?" And he said, "No, sometimes bad means good." That was I remember that was the first Man. time I had heard that expression. And uh, we started listening to it, and my, my, I still remember being on 31 heading south and just being my, my, my jaw open, just absolutely shocked at what I was hearing. And then it was not long after that, I was in elementary school, and he sang on the BET Awards and did a moonwalk on the BET Awards, and everybody in school came in and talked about it the next day. Yep. And none of us could absolutely believe it. And then Billie Jean came out, and none of us could believe it. And then... <clears throat> um, uh, and then the next video came out, which was uh, 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 Eddie Van Halen. Um, beat, beat it. it. Yeah, and then Beat It came out. And then Thriller came out, and none of us could believe Everything it. Everything just topped it itself. Just, it, you just couldn't believe what this guy was doing, from the dancing to the music videos to the music. Just everything that he did was amazing. And even in the midst of being a youngster that was rebelling against all that you knew when you were younger, in the back of your head, you knew that Michael Jackson was awesome. You always knew that Michael Jackson was great, and it never left. And, you know, this music video is almost more popular than the song. Mm-hmm. To know the song is to know the music video almost. Absolutely. I mean... They just go hand in hand in a time where music videos were so big and he was doing these long videos. As a matter of fact, we always watch a music video, you know, the music video, not just any music video, but the music, one of the music videos for the song that we do. And I clicked on in there and there's a nine minute version and a four minute version. I was like, we got to go with a nine minute version because we both have lives to live. Um, but we've both seen Moonwalker, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and we both have seen this video in its, I think there are four versions of this video. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Uh, with different cuts. But, um, I mean, if you know the song, then outside of the Alien Ant Farm version, yeah. then you know the music video. Um, uh, I guess we won't get too, too into some of this stuff. We'll kind of hold off a little bit. Um, but uh, the song... Um, was inspired by Michael Jackson wanting to um, write a Western opera mm-hmm. um, and then basically being like, this is dumb. Why did I want to do this? And started kind of rewriting it um, into the 1930s-ish gangster thing that we've got going on here in the music video. Um, and from there... Everything just kind of started sprouting up, and we get the music video and the song that we have uh, today. Should we start getting into some lyrics? Well, <clears throat> there is a refrain in the song that is often repeated, Annie, are you okay? We're going to go over that. You're going to hear that a lot in the song. You have heard that a lot in the song. 
And it needs to be mentioned that that refrain was inspired by um, Rasuski Annie, a dummy. Rasusa Ann. Rasusa Ann. I'm sorry. Yes. A dummy that was used in CPR training. Did you know that, Mark? I did. Okay. Well, from reading about it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know from before. I mean, in case you were wondering where or who he's talking about, that's it. But I think that's about all it needs to that we really need to go over before we can kind of delve into the words how about it mark yeah it's it's kind of interesting i will we'll get into that now i guess i was kind of gonna wait until we get into the chorus but oh, i'm sorry we'll just go ahead and hit it now yeah. um the uh the mask for uh cpr dummies is the face of the visage of a woman who drowned in the river sen Holy and shit. um the they would put bodies out in hopes that people would know who they were you know do you recognize this person and no one recognized her but the guy who was in charge thought she was so beautiful he had like a death mask made of her Ooh. and she's kind of got like a little bit of a smile and um all these you know creepy dudes throughout history uh all these artists and writers um kept like getting a copy of this mask because she has a little bit of this a little bit of a smirk kind of like the mona lisa okay and um when the guy who uh was developing the first cpr dummy was thinking of what face to use that would be of you know someone that it would not be creepy to be uh you know trying to breathe life into he saw this visage and was like I'm going to use her. Okay. And uh, it looks like my, looks like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you, and they, you know, it's kind of creepy because she's called the most kissed woman in the world. Mm. And it's like, well, let's not conflate giving someone mouth to mouth with a kiss. Yeah. It's a little bit creepy. I want to hold off there. Yeah. Woody. I, I thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little strange to put the two of these together. One of my fav- favorite things about the genius here is, is how they um, the onomatopoeic um, attempts at doing the Michael Jackson sounds. So we've got the we've got the intro, and then we have "ow," uh, and then we have "cha," and then the the shika shika that he does. We have "shucha chucha." That's how they. That's is, how they. The, how the, they onom- the onomatopoeia for this is "shucha chucha." Not the shuka-chuka. yeah, I was yeah. It might be one of me like a like, shuka chuka. Mm. I think would be a little bit better. But what the hell do I know? As he came into the window, was a sound of a crescendo. He came into her apartment. He left the blood stains on the carpet. She ran underneath the table. He could see she was unable, so she ran into the bedroom. She was struck down. It was her doom. All right. Uh, if we're following a timeline here, there's all short sorts of shit wrong. I mean, I, I think, I don't know, because you got to ask yourself, well, the first thing you have to, it was a sound of a crescendo when he comes into the room. I, I, what is it? The sound of the, the, the window scraping up as he's opening it. Is it the train outside coming closer and closer? Is it the sound of the audio track and the movie that you're watching while you're watching this go on as this violins build into a crescendo because you know, the killer's coming in through the window. There's just a lot left open, a lot left out as far as that first line goes, you know, what was the sound of a crescendo? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> first thing, I, I don't know if he understands what a crescendo means. He probably does. But crescendo is relating to something gradually getting louder. Mm-hmm. 
not just something that's loud. Um, which I don't know if he thinks that the the smooth criminal, and it's not very smooth being loud. No, not at all. There's nothing smooth about that. No, no. If he just came in and was like, "Where are you, Annie? Oh my God, I'm gonna kill you so hard!" You're dead. <laughs> or or what the you know if the glass broke with increasing volume. I don't even know how that would work. I don't know. Um, but the the funniest line about the funniest line in here to me is he left the bloodstains on the carpet as if he was supposed to clean them up. Right. <laughs> He's a smooth criminal. Right. There and and the other thing is is that there's already bloodstains on the carpet. Like he hasn't even touched her yet. So obviously there was a crime committed before he got there. Well, I you know if we're going by the just the timeline, I'm, the, the, I'm wondering if this isn't just so scattershot because maybe Michael is just so alarmed at what happened. You do have to remember that Michael did write these lyrics; these are his words. Mm. This was not written for him by someone. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think he's talking about a character here. Okay, you know we mm. got to remember that this was going to be a western. Uh, but still, I mean, he came into the blood in the apartment. He left blood stains on the carpet. She ran under the table. I mean, as far as we know, he came into the apartment, then hasn't even touched her. He he could see that she was unable to do what? Uh, that's unable to defend herself. I'm assuming. I mean, that's it's a, kind of a weird sentence to just end with. She was unable <laughs> to tie her shoes, to speak, to scream, to get from underneath the table. Oh my God, Michael Jackson's in my apartment. Pretty dumb idea to get underneath a table unannounced. <laughs> Um, I, I really am, Mark, I really am. Can we just go over this? He left bloodstains on the carpet before anything happened. Something must have happened before he got there. Yeah. I mean, he that's the only thing I can I just guess. don't understand why he mentions the bloodstains at all, because he, like I said, he it's almost as if he mentions them. Like, can you believe he left bloodstains on her carpet? It's like, yeah. Yes. What you, he's not a fucking maid service. No, yeah. It's he's not a like, criminal. I mean, unless he was some crazy, crazy smart criminal to know to put, like, you know, plastic bags over his feet when he came in. Unless yeah. Unless we're dealing with, you know, what's his name? Bale in uh, American Psycho, you know, smart enough to cover up everything. I was thinking of uh, Dexter. De- oh, De- yeah, yeah. I, I never really clean. got into it, but yes, I understand Very precise. Um, so she... Not he, so smooth criminal. So she ran under the table... He could see she was unable, so she ran into the bedroom. So I'm guessing that the she was unable, him seeing that she was unable brought on her getting underneath, they're going into the bedroom. Mm. I don't know what she would have been unable to do. Maybe she couldn't fit under the table. I think that's just a clunky way of saying she couldn't defend herself. That's about as good as, as we can come up with here. Well, it didn't help out because she was struck down. It was her doom. It was her doom. Um, the uh, the annotations for this are, are as scattershot as you might think they are. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just trying to piece it together. They're, they're as hapless as we are trying desperately to piece it together. Yeah. Uh, the titular criminal breaks and enters through a seemingly random building window. I don't know where they get that from, that it's seemingly random. Yeah. However, Jackson refers to the window as the window to indicate its relevance. And again, I don't think he's saying the window to make it relevant. I think he's just trying to fill words in. 
Jackson uses the musical term crescendo, meaning a gradual increase in volume. This describes the break and entry as not only being delicate and precise, but almost musical. Mm. Okay. I don't know. The simple lyric choice he came into instead of he broke into leads the listener to infer the slyness and skill of the criminal. Okay. I don't buy it. Uh, the aforementioned building we discover is a woman's apartment, yet her identity is kept veiled, leaving the listener to keep guessing. <laughs> I am kept guessing. The boy's right about that. Well, I'm still guessing yeah. after I know her fucking name because I don't know who she is. Yeah. Um, we're four lines into the song and we don't know either of the characters' names. The Bloodstains line further adds to the track's ambiguity. He's got that shit right. Perhaps he has already struck her and caused her to bleed, or maybe the blood is from one of his previous victims. That's my guess. The Bloodstains could also imply that the criminal might have cut themselves when they came in through the window and it was their their blood. Also, this explains how they knew he came in through the window. Not very smooth. No, that they're, they're just drawing a lot on that one. They're painting a lot into that right there. Still not giving away names. Michael narrates a brief <clears throat> wrangle and in doing so reveals the criminal's objective. Seek and destroy the girl. Seek and An destroy. An ambiguous conclusion to the first verse is a mention that it was the woman's doom from the start, insinuating that the murder wasn't warranted and was to be expected. The only problem is, what had she done? Spoiler. We never find out. What a every good story. <clears throat> every good story casts aside um, uh, Chekhov's gun, <laughs> uh, where you don't know what the hell someone's done. They just get murdered. Yeah. and that's it. Um, never really find a motive. There's no denouement. Mm-hmm. Just are you okay, Annie? So a lot of that. You were wondering who we were talking about. Well, here we go with twenty fucking mentions of the name Annie. Annie, are you okay? So, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? So, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? So, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? So, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Now, that's the little pre-chorus, and I don't know really what we can fucking say about that. Little? That's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Three, six, nine... Uh, he says the name Annie 12 times in the pre-verse, um, or the pre-chorus, rather. Right. Um, I can't tell. I, I I can't tell this person is coming into the apartment afterward um, or, you know, or what the situation is, but they are very worried about Annie's well-being. Um, and then we get into the chorus, which the first lyrics of the chorus are. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> now, that's followed by, and I don't know if you caught this. If you're not into music, let me kind of lay it out for you. Most songs are comprised of a verse and a chorus. And usually those are different. Here, not so much. No. The chorus, he just restates everything that just happened in the fucking verse. Annie, are you okay? Will you tell us that you're okay? There's a sound at the window. Then he struck you. A crescendo, Annie. He came into your apartment, left the bloodstains on the carpet, and then you ran into the bedroom. You were struck down. It was your doom. That's the fucking verse. That's that's the verse. Yeah, it's amazing. You You just said 
all of that with like one line of clarification yeah. where the crescendo came from and that's it and that's it it's just it's the it's the, it's the it's the verse it it makes me so <clears throat> mad because he says it more succinctly in the chorus why did we have a verse <laughs> i don't understand i mike's trying to piss you off mark well he's succeeding absolutely that's exactly what the hell he's doing just when you think there's going to be a change just from the sound of the chorus because the chorus does sound a little bit different it's the exact same fucking thing as the verse, just in different notes and different uh, uh, note trajectory. And he's talking to her and telling her it was your doom. Like, what a weird fucking thing to say to somebody. Maybe he's Gollum. <laughs> Two guys, you know. Okay. And yeah, you're okay. She's not okay. You know, I mean. What's that a Mexican Gollum? I can't do your Gollum, Mark. All no, right. Not all of us can be okay. masters of Gollum. <laughs> Gollum no, master. It wouldn't make it as uh, it wouldn't make it as impressive. Uh, the annotation that we have here, Annie, are you okay? Is a phrase used in CPR training courses. Mm. Apparently, he got this from that phrase when he was learning to give CPR. Must must have been after the hair fire Pepsi incident. <laughs> what year was that? In do you remember that that hair fire was like eighty five, eighty six. Okay. So he was like, yeah, he's you know laying there in bed. I really should learn CPR too. Uh, the victim is named after something inanimate, which could indicate her helplessness. These people, dude, God, it's people genius, in fucking man. genius just stretch so hard. Genius land. Somebody should make a music video about genius land. It was the criminal who had the dynamic actions in the first verse coming into Annie's window, leaving bloodstains and eventually striking her down. Hell, the song's named after the criminal, even though Annie's name is used the majority of the time. I love how they say hell. Hell. Hinted at with the repu- hinted at with the reputation of this line is the narrator's obsession over the girl. She has been struck down, yet Jackson still interrogates her like she has life. This could hint at the narrator's denial for her, of her death or just plain lunacy, which God. we would come to learn later on. He's got He's a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. Definitely the lunacy part. Um, okay, so we got another. Which yeah, we can't really say anything about the chorus. No. Because it's the verse. It's Yes. Well, I'm I mean, just incensed. <laughs> it, I mean, what laziness. Like the balls to write a song so good, but the chorus is literally just the first verse said all over again the funny things is that we had five years in between albums here mark <laughs> he had all kinds of time to write extra verses yeah yeah um annie are you okay so annie are you okay are you okay annie annie are you okay so annie are you okay are you okay annie annie are you okay so annie are you okay are you okay annie you've been hit by good good you've been hit by good a smooth criminal gush 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 You've been hit by gush, gush. You've been hit by gush. A smooth criminal. Just a single gush. That one gush. That one gush. And then the ow. (laughs) He's still talking to her. That's been listed as the refrain, Mark. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily part of the pre-chorus, but the refrain. It's what like yeah. brings us in. It's 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 like the landing pad for the next verse. Yeah, we got a little jam jam a lamb a ding dong here. Yeah. Um. So he's letting her know, and I don't know why he. I don't know why this criminal is being called smooth. There's blood stains everywhere. He's breaking into glass. It doesn't sound very smooth. Then asking her if she's okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, think, the, I think the, he. I think Mike. So my the best I can tell who? it here. 
There is a smooth criminal. We and do not know who this person is at all. They're just known as smooth criminal. They're not so smooth. There's criminal. Annie mm-hmm. who is who is fell prey the victim. to the smooth criminal. Yes. Then there's Michael Jackson's character who is who knows Annie just in some way and has found her either he he's at the hospital or he went to her apartment at the crime scene um and uh and and is now trying to figure out what the fuck is going on considering CPR and is using i guess his his best skills as a uh, dancer <laughs> no <laughs> i don't no. know what uh no <laughs> if he used his dancing skills he probably would have gotten a little bit better but you know basically trying to retell her what happened as if she doesn't know mm. he's like so she broke into he broke into the glass and he came in and he left blood stains. She's just that they're dead. And if she's alive, she'd probably be like, please don't fucking tell me about what just happened. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I, yes. It's a little hey, odd. I was here. Why Thank is you. he just repeating the scenario to this poor woman who's been through so much? So then we get the second verse, which is like two seconds long. So they came into the outway. It was Sunday. What a black day. Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, sounding heartbeats, intimidations. And that's it. That's... I mean, those are all the lyrics, folks. Yeah. I mean, Mark, we also kind of left out the fact that if you don't have the lyrics in front of you, if you're just listening to the song, you're not going to understand maybe two, three words of what the fuck he's saying. It is all garbled and mumbled, the, the entire thing. Impossible to understand. God, these fucking... These sanitations. The outway is the near area near an exit. They is a group of people, neighbors, paramedics, and police, bystanders, and investigators who are on the scene and acknowledge that a crime has been committed. Sunday is usually viewed as a day of rest and celebration, but Michael calls it a black day, which is a pathetic fallacy and <laughs> indicates a daily or a day of mourning and bereavement. What? This mystery will go unsolved. Michael seems to take the role of the lead detective with the rest of the police force unable to fi- force unable to find any leads. A medical professional is performing CPR and putting his ear to her chest to listen for a heartbeat. What? But the criminal has vanished and left everyone intimidated. Talk about drawing your own can writing your own story into what little you're Seriously. given. God. Oh, and 86 people gave this fucking thing a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just shows you, man. Oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. He used a couple of big words. Uh-huh. I don't know what intimidations means. Um, okay, they came in the outway. You think he's referencing In Through the Outdoor by Led Zeppelin? No. Okay, just going over that from the beginning. Uh, it was a Sunday. Do you have a genius? I do, in fact, have it in a genius account, Mark, yes. I'm going <laughs> to write shit like that into all there kinds of geniuses. Here he says it was a black day. <laughs> Michael Jackson himself is African American. What? This is a reference to him being black. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of him fading slowly over time into the ghost Michael Jackson. I will say still black in eighty seven. <laughs> I will say the mouth to mouth resuscitation thing, knowing that the song was apparently taken from this resusa Anne, makes it fucking way too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Like, use some imagination. <laughs> it's like the imagination is man break glass, hurt woman, kill her. Her name, same name is doll. I did mouth to mouth on. She's most kissed. 
Like you make it sound it. like a freaking caveman did it. That's basically yeah. So easy, a caveman could do it. So then we get some more Annie. Are you okay? So Annie, are you okay? Uh, are you okay, Annie? Annie, are Annie? Are you? He's like talking over himself. It's like uh, more and more people asking if she's okay. Um, then we get the uh, next chorus, which is basically the first verse telling you about the verse again. Annie, are you okay? Will you tell us that you're okay? There's a sound at the window. Then he struck you a crescendo. Annie came into your apartment, left the bloodstains on the carpet. And then you ran into the bedroom. You were struck down. It was your doom. It was your doom. What? Like no human being talks like that. Goes to show you how alien Michael Jackson is. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah. I guess he just needed to rhyme something with bedroom. Well, he's just coming up with his own language along, you know, that goes there at Would Neverland. It was your doom. Yeah, and then we get, yeah, you've been hit by Guz Guz, you've been struck by Guz, a smooth criminal. Now, let's take a moment to talk about this music video real quick because we're basically done with the lyrics. We'll get, we'll get back to one part that I want to mention in the, in the, in the lyrics. uh, In the lyrics. Okay. You can say whatever you want to about Michael Jackson. Obviously, a lot has been said about him. I don't want to go into all the creepy, gross stuff. No need. There's no need. That's not what this podcast is about. On a level of an entertainer, of a dancer, when we started watching the music video for this, I don't know that I've I've ever felt, and this is going to sound weird, probably, it's like an honor to watch this man move. It doesn't sound weird. You're exactly correct. Like, we are lucky to live in a time to watch him dance. Like, I mean, and he's a he's a talented singer. And it's not he's even his best performance. And Jesus fucking... Just even the littlest moves, even just like the littlest things he does, it's like mind-boggling fucking mind-boggling just his shifting his feet it's just like how do you do it like that it's unfucking real you know he choreographed what everybody else was doing you know he probably chose the dancers everything about when the guy when this guy dances is like it's like he's moving it's like otherworldly it's completely otherworldly when he when he you know you know he choreographed it you know he probably put, picked the people that were there it, he's just the guy's nothing short of absolutely amazing if you didn't get that mark when you were 7 or 8 years old watching these videos i don't know what you did what you what what you did pick up on uh, he is the most amazing dancing dancer ever yeah i mean he's absolutely incredible um and like i said he's he's very very talented in many ways right um, at the beginning of the second verse there is a somewhat weird questionable part where there's like a long drawn out shot of just his face with the ponytail and the white hat where he's like slowly uh, did you have you ever heard that term slowly i turn no step by step inch by inch there's it's an old movie but it's a close-up of a guy's face and he's slowly turning well it does have a very and noir and and yeah this, and the and this is based off of mm-hmm. um his look is based off of an old fred astaire movie okay called the bandwagon okay the uh, guy who directed this also directed the rocky horror picture show and oh, wow. superman okay um i showed michael a movie that i felt would fit the theme of the piece the third man 
He loved the look of it. That's for, sort of film noir look. Third Man is film noir. Yeah, that's a, that's a famous movie. So he used that to get the cameraman to light it in a similar way. Okay. The dance piece was a tribute to Fred Astaire, and actually he wears a similar kind of costume that Fred had used in one of his movies, Band, The Bandwagon. We had the pleasure of having Fred's choreographer come on the set. Uh, his name is Hermes Pan, and he visited while we were doing the song and dance piece and said that Fred would have been very happy and proud of being copied by such a wonderful person. I don't know if he kept that belief throughout the uh, throughout the time. 46 dancers plus choreographers on the set, um, you know, plus hair, makeup. Yeah. Um, he, they said that every day they would come in and look at the dailies during breaks and people would be losing their mind. We have to mention the lean, which absolutely blew my mind as a kid. I don't know if you know this. You probably do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Michael Jackson actually patented a kind of device um, because in the music video they use this kind of thing, but they also use, um, um, you know, cables and magnets to move them. Um, however, when they did it on stage, they couldn't use that stuff. So what they did is they developed a peg, not the Steely Dan song. Mm. Uh, though I wish mm. uh, that would come out of the ground and a special kind of shoe with basically like a notch cut out of the rear heel mm-hmm. that they would slide that heel onto the knob that would come out of the ground and it would allow them to be able to bend and they would stay their shoe would stay in place. Mm. And I mean, this still takes a lot of I, I don't you know, I, I think people are like, oh, well, and fuck that. But still the core that it takes to Core, be able leg to do strength. that. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's ridiculous, but yes. that's what made it. So they were able to do this. <clears throat> it's the whole group together. It's not just Michael all doing this lean at the same time. It's unbelievable to look at it. If you're a young kid watching the video, your jaws on the floor at this point. Yeah. My jaw is still on the floor. <clears throat> yeah. When we watched this, I was, I was like in anticipation of that move, that part. Yeah. Like, I was just so excited. And even, like, the slow motion, like, when he walks in initially and slowly oh, extends yeah. his leg. And when they're doing that thing where they're swaying their arms. When he comes down the stairs. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, all yeah. of it. I yeah. mean, he just, everything he does when he's dancing has a purpose. There is no fat to be trimmed. The, the crap game. The, the the dice game. All of it. The dice yeah. game was amazing looking. It was killer Incredible. how did it. The only other thing I want to mention is during the outro, um, we have, uh, you know, an I don't know that's being sang uh, in the background that we can only assume is Annie. The genius annotation says this mystery thriller culminates with the death of Annie. Annie is being asked questions, so she may be on the phone with police. Later in the song, she answers, I don't know. She's a damsel in distress. The sound at the window shows that the criminal crept in as elegantly as a crescendo grows in volume. Hmm. Michael finishes the metaphor by saying he struck Annie, creating seemingly the loudest possible sound and thus ending the crescendo. Well, I don't know if most of that shit is true, but it's I not. do wonder if the I don't know is supposed to be Annie or maybe it's supposed to be someone else saying I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Neither do I. Um, I also think it's very funny that uh, Michael Jackson repeatedly says, Daggone it. Daggone it, baby. Daggone it, baby. Daggone it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very funny that he's saying, that he's, in this seriousness of some being, so being killed by a smooth criminal, 
Um, <laughs> to say daggone it is like very, uh, I don't know. Daggone it. You'd think, you'd think he might be a little bit more, uh, you know, Jesus, fuck. Maybe a little more emotive. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah as opposed to just daggone, daggone it. it. And then we have some ow, ow, you know, et cetera at the end. Bump, bump. One more thing I want to say that I think is very funny because, you know, Michael Jackson fans are rabid. Um, you know, for some reason, when you saw them, you know, like a, a a group of them, like waiting out a hotel to see him, you know, waiting for him to like hang his kid out of an eight story window window. You just saw all these crowds and crowds of people freaking out like worse than the Beatles. Well, I was you know, it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say this earlier. Michael Jackson basically carried the torch of the Beatles. He did. Yeah. Like he was putting out albums that were like nothing but hits. Uh, he was reinventing music more on the level of music videos mm-hmm. than in the studio, really. But people were also freaking out, crying about him, et cetera. Oh, Quin- let's not take away from Quincy. Oh, no, Quincy no. Quincy was innovative as hell. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like George Martin. Yeah. I mean, George Martin yeah. was that for the Beatles. Um, Smooth Criminal was an idea Michael had in 1984. Originally, it was to be a Western musical with Michael being a gunslinger. Mm. When he didn't like the original sketching of the concept, he decided to make it a gangster scene instead. From there, he wrote basic lyrics to go along with the idea he had for the musical hook. Well, they were this right is from Genius. Basic lyrics. Then they say, <laughs> this, this part killed me. There may have been some critics who state that it's overly simplistic. They, as usual, miss the entire point. It was meant to be a song with a hook and a basic story and nothing more. It was created from the beginning as a pure video song. Well, you know, sorry to rub it in, but this song's simple as fuck lyrically. So much to the point that the chorus and the verse are the same words. I don't care how simple he wanted it to be. That's ridiculous. They will make you want to hit yourself in the head with a hammer. Yeah. They are that bad. They're they're they really are. I mean, you're right. As much as it was just supposed to be a vehicle for the dancing, they could have expounded a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you don't have to a- expose the entire thing. You're right. There can be some left to the imagination, but there's just nothing here. While you're writing, you may as well write some fucking different shit. Yeah. Yes. Instead of being like A B C D, here's the chorus. A B C D. Here's the verse. I mean, here's the verse. Here's the chorus. It's the same here's thing a as the verse. verse. Yeah. Uh, oh, one other thing I want to mention: the sound of the heartbeat is Michael Jackson's heartbeat. Really? If you look at all of the people that are um, listed as musicians on this track, there's Doctor Eric Chevlin heartbeat recording. <laughs> so he got his own uh, very official. Um, his own credit spot. in the in the production yeah yeah what's the uh, creep factor on this it's creepy it's it's definitely it's got so it's got some because it's michael jackson it's gonna be more than a one just off the get-go mm. just because michael wrote it uh two because it's ambiguous and who the criminal is and maybe who the person is exposing the criminal or the crime or uh it's creepy because of that so we're, we're the, the number just keeps going up Annie, are you okay? The the fact that he just repeats that refrain over and over creeps me That's the fuck creepy. out. That's creepy. So we're going to go 5.3. I'm going to go 3.6. Okay. I mean, I just, it's definitely creepy, you know, um, <clears throat> but uh, when I think of creep, I usually think sexually. Right, right. And this isn't very sexually creepy. Surprise, surprise. 
Um, but you know, uh, yeah, three point six I think is good for there me. There you go. We can't get enough of them. No, we can't. We got to keep this Jackson as train moving. As soon as we decided to do this, I said, "Seth, are you sure you don't want to do PYT?" And he <laughs> looked and went, "Ooh." <coughs> And we have to. And so I said, you know what? Fuck it. Michael Jackson for Michael. We can do two, two Michael Jackson. Are we? And we might even do a third. We Who might knows? do a block of the b- yeah. block of the king. We might. Yeah, we might the have to do pop. We ha- might have to do Mike, Tem- Mike, Mike Sember, um, Jack Sember or something, <laughs> um, because holy cow, um, he's got loads of weird fucking songs. Um, but we are at least going to do PYT at next least. week. Yeah. Uh, very, very catchy song. Um, so go and listen to that. Seth. Mark, I'm going to go out and try and not commit any crimes. I'm going to try and keep my, my nose clean, so to speak. Yeah, please. What's left of it anyway. Keep your crescendos decrescendoed. <laughs> um, and keep yourself out of trouble. Don't murder anybody. Oh, Don't chase them under a table. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, everybody out there in listener land from my, uh, sickness through sickness and health. Mm. Um, so go listen to PYT. Thank you for listening. Make sure you uh, do the star thing or what have you on uh, whatever uh, what things you. you listen on and send us ideas for songs if you have any. And until next Monday. No. Monday. Monday. Yes. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. It's I, for some reason. It's been it's a long still, Friday for you. It's been a long Friday. Yeah. We will be back next Monday with more lyrics, lyrics to, to go. go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>